0: Are you supporting a wellness lifestyle community? What could it do for you? Join us today on Wellness Interactive A Step Further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self empowerment. Now,
1: here is the host of Wellness Interactive A Step Further, Desiree Watson. Hello. Hello again. And I am so excited, as always, about our guests. uh i i 'm saying this because uh, uh, if you know our podcast wellness interactive uh, a step further wellness lounge a step further, you know that we 're constantly searching out the best of our communities and the best of our communities are actually living local and living globally. They're amazing. And I'm so happy to have Natasha Scott here, uh, a global mind, but building communities, her community and communities around us. So let me just give you a little information on who this great, uh, and I hope she forgives me (laughs) for saying Great young person, millennial. I I think uh, you know uh, that's out the door. Millennial, you're just an awesome, (laughs) incredible uh, businesswoman. uh, Oh gosh, uh, nonprofit. You're entrepreneurial. You're you're an amazing educator. So Mm -hmm. Natasha Scott serves as the executive director of Dorson Community Foundation, a college prep nonprofit based in East Orange, New Jersey, that provides supplementary college readiness and career development enrichment to students from inner city North Jersey so they can realize their full potential with the goal of continuing on to higher education. I love this about Natasha because her blueprint also helps so many people throughout the country once you hear her message. Natasha is a 2016 graduate of Teachers College at uh, Columbia University with a Master of Arts degree in higher and post-secondary education. She is a 2011 Magnum Cum Laude graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, Whoa! Everything. Natasha is an alum of Dorson Community Foundation. Oh my goodness, <laughs> she she really lives what she does. She is an alum of Dorson Community Foundation, having participated in several programs as a child and adolescent, wanting to impart her hands on how to get. Into college knowledge to others. Natasha has worked for years with Dorson Community Foundation students, providing college prep mentorship to students, tackling the college admissions process. And we know that's tough for everyone. Natasha's work at Dorson Community Foundation is what influenced her to write and publish the College Admissions Bible in 2013. The guidebook has been purchased by Patterson Public School District and East Orange School District and Orange High School. Natasha has since built her career in the college access, college success space. Prior to being named executive director, Natasha served as an assistant director of undergraduate career development at Columbia University's Center for Career Education Natasha is also a former program associate for the Northeast region of A Better Chance, a national nonprofit organization recruiting and placing high achieving children of color into independent day and boarding schools around the world. I want to say around the world because it's around the country, but of course (laughs) Natasha has been around the world (laughs) and that's the beautiful (laughs) part about it. I always say, uh, listen, the world may be in your hands. You can reach everything and everyone through your phone, but in general, um, and this might be a little dated, uh, my marketing background, but it it says that 98% of the population generally stay within their 20 mile radius. And of course, we know we travel, we go to other countries and we experience great things, but we, in general, we stay within our communities, building amazing platforms like you're doing Natasha. So yeah. I'm excited to have you here to tell us more about um, Dorson community. And let's start by uh, just a little background yeah. and history as to uh, why you stepped into uh, this uh, amazing mm-hmm. organization and being the executive director. I know it yeah. could be easy, and sometimes it's not so easy when you have opportunities, amazing opportunities mm-hmm. to do any and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, whew, thanks for that introduction. That was, <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> I you deserve my bio. everything.
0: <laughs> I know. My bio, I haven't read my bio in a while, so <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> forgot everything I did. Um, but yeah, so my mom, Sonia Scott, she, she founded Dorson Community Foundation uh, back in 1992. Um, and she herself is an immigrant, um, first-generation college student, um, and has always had a passion for just wanting to help you know students primarily in the inner city but black and brown you know first gen low income that's always been her passion so um in her day job she ran a healthcare home care agency and then um, by night uh that same home care agency <laughs> by night would run different programs for youth in the community so um, she would put on sat you know sat prep classes we did business literacy Way back in the day, we had computer classes, um, just any type of enrichment or free program um, for youth within Essex County, the inner cities of Essex County in New Jersey. So um, it was kind of always just like a side project, passion project of my mother's. Um, and I... I, I grew up in the organization. I was a participant in all of all the programs. You know, I was her daughter, so I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Saturday morning was yes. computer classes and she was she was going to go teach or whatever. I, I had to be there. So yeah. I grew up going through all the programs myself. Um and and yeah, I I ended up um kind of by chance, like falling into education and into this space. Um in college, I actually studied communications and film. So I was mm. kind of going a different route. But um, my senior year of college, I took an urban education class and I started volunteering at West Philadelphia High School. Um, mm. And so those experiences, plus just my upbringing of growing up in Dorson, growing up um, seeing educational disparity, um, I decided to... Take a major pivot from film, <laughs> and 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 spent my career um, mostly working in nonprofit, education, college access, college prep space, um, and developed my own passion for working with um, low-income youth, uh, Black and Brown youth, um, youth who are, you know, the first in their families to go to college, and wow. um, so I've always kind of been in this space, and. Um, prior to stepping into Dorson, I was working in higher ed. I was working at Columbia University in career services. Um, so working with, you know, some of the brightest students in our country, you know, helping them figure out their next steps in life, you know, where they wanna go after college. Um, but all the while I was always doing work with Dorson. I was, um, whether it was mentoring students or eventually I took up more leadership on our board. Um, and was you know kind of really leading our programming. Um, again, for me, it became like a side project, a, a, a passion <laughs> project, in the same way that it was with my mother. Um, and when did you, you
1: feel that you've always been passionate? Obviously about yeah. uh, uh, Dorson and growing up. Uh, when did it absolutely hit you that okay, I'm going yeah. to take on this position? Yeah. and uh, really help support all the, the great um, education mm-hmm. that you have, help mm-hmm. support the organization and in the community itself, the young people. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it started, I mean, many years ago, I think in high school. So I, um, as a high school student, I also participated in Dorson's SAT prep. Um, we've always had an SAT prep program providing um, low cost SAT classes for Again, youth in the communities, and um, I participated as a student in those classes. And from a very young age, like from fifteen, sixteen, being in those classes, I um, I saw a great disparity in my preparation. Being someone who went to a private school, educated, I grew up in the suburbs, versus you know students sitting next to me in those classes were going to local public high schools in the inner city. And I already at that age saw a vast Difference in our preparation. Um, uh, you know, some students in the class were older than me, but they were struggling with the material um, versus wow. me. That was kind of you know breezing through. Or I don't want to say breezing through. That you know, I say it was a struggle for me too. But yeah, I yeah. I, but I, I do get
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, I understand. So I saw
0: yeah. even at that age that there was a great just difference in how we were being prepared and the school work and the school preparation I was going through was very different from um, the students in the class. And we were going to very different types of schools. so so I. mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So did you feel that the the students actually uh, had the same passion you had, you know, for, for learning, but you know, different environments. Tell us more about uh, the students that you're actually uh, supporting and helping. Do they have, uh, and and I'm sure they do, but if you can elaborate Mm -hmm. more on, also the mm-hmm. student you actually sat next to in high school while mm-hmm. well, not in high school, but I mean uh, uh, the SATs, you know, studying mm-hmm. for the SATs. Yeah. D- did they have that passion? And, and how do we, how do, how does Dorson mm-hmm. reach these young people? Yeah. And uh, yeah, nav- so, help us navigate their experience. Uh, yeah.
0: So that's the thing. Yes. They have the same passions, the same drive as I do. We were all there in that in that class because we all have to take the SAT because we all have the same dream of going to college. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing. It's the students are have the same exact motivation, drive, potential as you know their more affluent counterparts, students going to um, you know private schools or students. Um, from, you know, white affluent communities. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that they unfortunately were born in the wrong zip code or unfortunately yeah. bar- born with um, a different skin color and are now subjected to unequal opportunities doing, you know, due to systemic in- inequities in our education system. And so that that's always what's kind of been my driving force with Dorson. Um, even in the work I did at Columbia, you know, I'm working with some of the best and brightest students, but their level of drive and their potential is no different than the students that I've, that I've always worked with in the inner city. And Mm. so um, kind of, yeah, going back a little bit to, you know, when I was working at Columbia, what kind of pushed me to eventually make that step and leave was feeling as if I wasn't exactly making the impact that I knew I could. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, the, the preparation and the training and um, the career development knowledge that I was imparting on Columbia students is exactly the type of content and curriculum that is needed for our students in the inner city wow. so i eventually 2019 you know i worked at columbia for 3 years decided to resign from my position took a leap of faith stepped <sighs> in as dorson's executive director first you know full time staff we've ever had and you have to- proud
1: parents right now right <laughs> always yes. proud parents but i know <laughs> they're so happy it's yes. that's I, oh that's so exciting to yeah. uh, just oh my gosh to yeah. take on the legacy and exactly uh, yeah
0: cuz i know my mom she as i said it's been like a passion project side project of hers um, it was never her intention to kind of build up this you know massive nonprofit sustainable model it was just a just a, a, a passion of hers just to kind of give back to students in the community however which way she can. And so with me kind of stepping in, it's really trying to take that dream to the next level, build out a more sustainable, you know, focused, impactful model, utilizing what I've learned, you know, working in this space for a number of years and working in higher education as well and bringing that back to our, you know, our students in you know, local discount. Awesome.
1: Perfect. So if you... Had done um, uh, right now, if you had, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you're doing this or thinking about it at some point, if you had uh, the toolkit for other communities, including global, uh, what would be uh, uh, two or three first steps for reaching out to the local community and helping to support these young people? Uh, in their advancement to um, various uh, colleges and universities. And then I'd also like to hear more about how the students are transitioning or, or where they're transitioning. Is it community college? Is it Ivy league? Or is is it all uh, of the universities, which it, it doesn't matter. It's just bottom line. Mm-hmm. If they're, if they have the passion to be, educated or want wanting to go on to college. It doesn't matter if it's a community college or local, but I would love to Mm -hmm. hear um, Mm -hmm. how that's impacting uh, and, Mm -hmm. and the numbers maybe, or, or or what um, their feedback is. Uh, What, what do they say about Dorsen? And and, uh, I think the hardest, it could be the most difficult is once you're in high school and then you also attend uh, of school after high school or attend a program after, after or in the evenings or on the weekends, that's gotta be tough for young people. And yeah. I see such great things happening with Dorsen and um, how you're doing it, but um, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to know more about the blueprint or the toolkit that's being developed for these awesome young people.
0: Yeah. So I can talk a little bit about our, um, Kind of our hallmark program right now. So it's called the Dorson Scholars Program. We launched it back in 2019 um, when I stepped in. And this program is a cohort based uh, model. So we're currently working with a cohort of 20 high school uh, sophomores. They mm-hmm. started with us last year as freshmen. And this program is um, tuition free and it's going to support them through their four years of high school onwards to you know college and career success so the yeah the the scholars program really what we emphasize is a couple things um one a huge i'm a huge proponent of self-actualization um and supporting students um where they're at but also supporting and nurturing them as humans Mm. and individuals Mm -hmm. Mm. so there are You know, many college prep programs out there were all doing very similar work, trying to help students, you know, get onto higher education. Um, But I wanted to be very intentional in our program that we're not just supporting them as students, but we're also nurturing them as, you know, individuals. So within our program, um, which I think is one of the core components that you were kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. mentioning before, is really instilling a sense of self-awareness in these students and teaching them tools to kind of help protect their emotional and mental health. So um, we've been talking or we've been interweaving into our programs and talking with the students more about mindfulness. Um, We start every class with a gratitude exercise. Mm. Um, And, you know, we, we started a new group uh, advising program. So breaking them down into smaller groups so they can talk and just have open discussions. Um, So that's one of the core elements of our program that I think, um, kind of separates us and kind of sets us apart. Um, And then beyond that, obviously, college and career readiness is a huge component as well. Um, Many first-gen, low-income students in particular lack knowledge about Mm. their, you know, post-secondary options and Mm -hmm. what are the necessary steps to, you know, Get to college or any post-secondary institution, um, and that's because many of them might be the first in their family to really navigate this process. So, we're working with our students um, with a lot of college readiness curriculum. So, not even just advising them towards college admissions, but our students right now are sophomores, so we're talking to them a lot about um, just developing sound study habits, mm. you know, time management skills, mm-hmm. um, you know, essay writing skills. So, kind of just like building those foundational. Um, foundational skills to be a strong student. Um, Career readiness as well is a huge component. Um, You know, we all know that a college degree doesn't imply that you're ready to go to work (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) teaching our students, you know, professional competencies and um, really just getting them prepared essentially for the workplace of tomorrow because I'm also trying to be very forward thinking and understanding that the jobs that, you know, exist today are gonna look very different than the jobs that exist you know, 10 years from now when our students mm. are gonna be entering the workforce. So trying to stay ahead of the curve and making sure they have the, the resources, the knowledge, the social capital that they need to make informed decisions about their careers. Um, awesome. So college career are the you know two middle components. And then um, the last area that we also emphasize is community engagement and community give back. Um, The same way that I don't want to nurture these students just as students and really want to nurture them as individuals. I also want to very much acknowledge that, um, you know, they come from a community that has supported them all this way. And so I want these students to also invest in the communities that they come from. Um, I want Mm -hmm. these students to be, you know, feel deep rooted in their hometowns, to feel a sense of pride in where they come from, you know, in mostly in the inner city. And the purpose of that is because I want them to come back and be active leaders in their communities to be active, you know, change agents in the inner cities, when they go off to become, Ah. you know, big and successful. And so we really try Mm to nurture a sense of, civic responsibility and community give back. Our students are um, very much involved in our Toys for Tots drive that we do every year. We run a Feed the Homeless initiative um, and really just trying to instill the importance of giving back to your community um, and in doing so, we're supporting the student, not just as students, but also as members of their community as well. So those are just kind of
1: some of the core
0: (laughs) elements of our specific program. Um, I love
1: it. I want to go back to school now. <laughs> That's I awesome. I, I think, yeah. uh, oh, it's such a, an amazing blueprint. And I think uh, so many uh, communities around the country and uh, globally can, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think if we did more of exactly what you just spoke about, um, really um, engaging with the human responsibility of us all, it doesn't matter if you're supporting a community and helping uh students uh you know uh uh make that transition into colleges or universities. You all have set up you've set up something where that person will come back they <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they can they can travel abroad they can mm-hmm. you know do all those things but they'll never forget. Dorsen. So I find that to be very exciting. And yeah. oh, that's my passion as well. <laughs> so how involved are mm-hmm. the families? Uh, or do they all have uh, their family support, which I'm sure they have, but would love to mm-hmm. know uh, just for the listener, because we want our listeners to also Uh, know and understand that they too can do this in their communities and they can Mm -hmm. reach out to you all as well. But how involved um, are uh, the families um, with uh, supporting some of the students?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, family support is is essential (laughs) for students to be able to succeed, you know, in our program, but also in the school. Um, But that's not, I don't say that without acknowledging that, you know, school, sorry, that family makeups um, vary. Not everyone is coming from a mm-hmm. two parent you know, household. you know, both mm-hmm. parents have gone off to college. Um, many of our students are coming from single parent households mm-hmm. um, where they have a lot of, you know, responsibility in the household to kind of help um, with, you know, running things, particularly now during COVID with, you know, everybody being home or Mm -hmm. parents having to make sacrifices of going to work versus staying home with, you know, young ones. Um, But at at Dorsen, yeah, family engagement is something that we really try to emphasize. And we expect that our our scholars, parents, guardians, someone from their family um, is able to support the student with, um, just complying with the program, but then also, mm-hmm. you know, we have certain workshops that we that we mandate for a parent or a guardian to, to attend. And that's wow. because we want them mm-hmm. to be, you know, very much a part of this scholar. Our scholars, you know, process and journey to college is mm-hmm. very much, it's not just a singular journey. This is something mm-hmm. that the parents or family is also going to be very much involved in. So, you know, just last, I think, you no, know, maybe two Fridays ago we did a, um, what we call a parent engagement uh, seminar all around how to pay for college, just mm. getting our families kind of prepped on that um, very much upcoming journey that they're going to be going on, <laughs> which um, you know, the college admissions process coming up in, in about two years for our students. Um, and, and yeah, family engagement is, is, is huge. And it, it's also, you know, I give our students a lot of credit because as I said, you know, some of them are coming from single parent households. Many of them are the first in their family to even be college bound, not even go to college, but just Mm -hmm. to be on that pathway. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only educating themselves and trying for themselves to navigate this process and and gain the knowledge necessary, um, but also kind of supporting their family along that journey as well. Um, And and so, yeah, I give our, our students a lot of credit, but I, I agree parent engagement is, is important, but um, it, just, it really varies on the student. And it does, in some cases, or in most cases, take a, a student being very um, innately highly motivated themselves mm-hmm. or have good support systems around them, whether that be family, mm-hmm. counselors, or even just relying on us as Dorson to kind of fill in as that, um, that figure that can really push them in cases where their family might not have the room to, to do wow. so
1: oh that's so exciting i'm serious i i'll i'll attend i'm going back to high school (laughs) this is awesome (laughs) this is so great it's it's awesome what you're you're doing so of course uh you all have uh the one and only magnificent (laughs) fundraiser coming up uh you do an, an event i i think uh Mm-hmm. You can, you know, I'll let you tell that story because I happen to love the event. And uh, yeah. it's, of course, with all nonprofits, it's uh, raising funds to help mm-hmm. us su- support these young people. So tell us more yeah. about your fundraiser. And please uh, feel free yeah. to take us back to, you know, mm-hmm. two or three that you've done already and mm-hmm. the, f- the one that you're yeah. doing in April as well.
0: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we're a nonprofit and everything I've just talked about, all of our programs, none of it is is possible without us raising funds and really relying on the support of people within the community or, you know, people around the country who align with our mission and really want to, um, you know, see our students be successful and celebrate Um, students going on to to college and career success. So um, every year we we host a a gala um, that we call Spring Splendor. And it's an opportunity for us to just celebrate our students, celebrate the the work that we're doing in Essex County, New Jersey. Um, And this year, obviously, given COVID, uh, we'll be hosting a virtual gala. Um, Our gala last year, unfortunately, was canceled Mm -hmm. as with you know, pretty much every nonprofit around right. the country <laughs> last <laughs> spring. So, tough, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very tough time. Um, but we're very excited for this upcoming virtual gala that we'll be hosting on April 10th. Um, it's going to be a very exciting event. Um, we uh, we have some great partners. So we are kicking off the event with a VIP wine tasting reception um, that's being sponsored by the Glen Lyon Vineyards and Winery in Sonoma Valley. Um, they're going to be providing all VIP ticket holders with a Uh, a a box of wine, uh, Mm. three bottles of wine, cheese and chocolate. And we're asking the VIP members to um, join us for a private, kind of intimate wine tasting that's going to be hosted Mm. by the owners of the winery. Um, And we'll kind of kick off the events with uh, a a toast to our scholars um, before diving into the program. Um, and then the program itself, you know, we're going to, we'll have some student speakers. We have an alum that's going to come back uh, potentially and speak. Um, and we are, you know, are really just going to be highlighting our students and, and really highlighting, you know, this past year with our program and some of the challenges, but upsides that we face with, you know, remote learning and, and COVID and transitioning our entire program to virtual So we'll definitely put that on display and allow people to kind of understand and and learn what we're doing here at Dorsen. Um, Mm -hmm. But then we also have, you know, a little bit of fun. We have um, uh, Grammy nominees, the Alphabet Rockers. They're going to be doing a performance. Um, We have a local Newark based fashion designer, Tyrone Chablis. Mm. Uh, He's worked with us for many years. He's going to be um, doing a, a virtual fashion show. Um, mm. showcasing some of his latest fashions. Um, wow. And then we also have a silent auction um, that our guests can participate in. Um, we'll be auctioning off um, a bunch of things, travel packages, a lot of virtual wow. <laughs> Luxury goods. Um, oh, I and, love it. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a great event. On top of also, um, we'll be honoring one of our program partners, um, a company called Tena. They are a construction um, tech company that offers just built an internship program partnership with us at Dorson, and oh we'll goodness. be honoring them and their CEO Austin Conti, um, and you know, kind of talk a little bit more about our, our partnership, um, which I hope will inspire people who are on, um, who attend the events, or people who are listening, you know, to this podcast right now. Um, just the the ease at which you can partner and work with local community organizations um, to give back to the community. So if it's not Dorson, um, there's other Dorsons, you know, all mm-hmm. on the ground around the country mm-hmm. that are out there doing this work, working in tandem with school systems, working in tandem with the local community to make sure the students of that community are being supported. And so... Mm-hmm. I hope people, you know, listening to this podcast or attending the events will be inspired themselves to, you know, either partner up with a local organization or see how, you know, they or their companies um, can, can provide opportunities or give back in some way to, you know, local, local youth within, you know. Right.
1: And that, that's, and it actually, I, I, mm-hmm. I love what you just said, because that's actually all local youth at this point, if there are, our organizations out there throughout the country doesn't Mm -hmm. matter at this point if they're rural areas or in the city you can really support um by using really using your blueprint i think uh Mm -hmm. i'm going to wait for that toolkit and (laughs) so i can have (laughs) you back and and uh we can promote that toolkit and get it out there to some communities that may uh, need your support, need Dorson's mm-hmm. support as well. So I'm I'm just excited about what you all are doing. I love to hear great news uh, as it uh, supports uh, all of our communities. Then you certainly, Natasha Scott, you certainly are that. Woman, I can't say that girl anymore, but you're, you are that girl, <laughs> that woman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to step back and, and, and just, uh, step, um, it's hard to step into your mom's, uh, shoes, of course, but yes. <laughs> she's, she's done so well with you <laughs> that mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's, it's awesome because it all parallels to, um, a great community, a, a great, uh, daughter, a great child that's doing great work for our communities. I have one last yeah. question. Yeah. When you invite your alum, uh, they come back every year. You might profile one or two. What's the excitement around that uh, when mm-hmm. the, the student comes back? And, or, yeah. and I mean, it's
0: yeah, it's awesome feeling. We have actually right now um, one of our um, alums from many years ago. He's actually older than me by about. Two or wow! Three years, so he was more my he was one of the older students i would say in oh that essay class oh my goodness that's
1: incredible yeah. i love it
0: <laughs> he, wow he's back he's had a long career in the military um, and he is now serving as one of our student advisors so he oh joins our team this year um, he's working with two of our young men um, serving as a uh an advisor for our group mentoring program. Um, and it's been, it's been awesome to have him back. And I know he feels great about, um, this opportunity as well to be back. You know, he doesn't even live locally. He lives in Virginia, I believe, but oh to, be able to participate <laughs> back home where he's from, um, wow. and get to work with, you know, two young men that are, you know, have a very similar makeup to, you know, how he grew up. And so, um, it's, it's awesome having our alums come back and we, we always, you know, host like an alumni panel or something um, for our students. So they can, you know, see our alum who are off in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but having having Joseph back to to mentor two of our students is is really exciting and exactly kind of what we're trying to achieve here at Dorson is, you know, building these students up into leaders so that they come back and you know help their local communities.
1: You are doing that. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can actually connect and, and find you all on social media yeah. or yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Uh, yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So our website, um, you can find us at dorsoncommunity.org. That's D O R S O N uh, community.org. And that's our website. You can learn all about our programs, our history, you know, how to get involved, how to donate, how to, um, you know, buy tickets for our upcoming spring splendor. And you can also find us on Instagram. Um, Dorson Community um, is our handle. And we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn. Definitely connect with us. Um, and yeah, just join our conversation. We, mm-hmm. um, we also host on uh well, we've hosted two so far, but we're, we're launching a series this year called Community Conversations mm. um, where we're hosting these virtual panel discussions, you know, bringing people together, uh, bringing experts on a panel to discuss, um, you know, how to support, you know, students in the inner city, um, how, how we can work together to, you know, mitigate the opportunity gap affecting these youth. And um, our next upcoming conversation will be in May And we'll most likely, again, put together an awesome panel of educators, you know, policymakers, professionals to uh, talk about supporting our students. And so all of that information you can find on our website, dorsencommunity.org. Thank
1: you, thank you. It has been so, so comforting to actually interview someone (laughs) Who's doing so much work? It is. It's really comforting to me because I know, while you're Natasha Scott, and there are probably many Natasha Scotts uh, around the country, but not necessarily knowing how to move forward in supporting mm-hmm. the community, uh, they now know, because you delivered oh, I, I'm serious. I'm going back to school now. I don't, I just have to race like, I don't know, a hundred years off my no, age no, <laughs> and I'll be able to do that. No, they're, <laughs> listen, they're, they're very, listen, all of the, the young people that you're supporting, I can absolutely say they they too are very privileged. I think all students who have the passion to attend school are very privileged, but We need great organizations and great executive directors like yourself who uh, drives that, you know, passion uh, and self-worth for the idea of being privileged. And because Mm -hmm. I say that Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, most people in our country, we look at privilege as, yes, we have, you know, we attend great schools, we Mm -hmm. have uh, great family environments, we've traveled around the world, but... Um, There are so many amazing young people and uh, they too are privileged and uh, partnering and having an organization like Dorison to help them recognize that privilege of being able to um, go on, move on to Mm -hmm. colleges and universities and then come back to support their communities. That Mm -hmm. is a big Deal. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for sharing uh, this great news with us. And I will, I will, um, hmm, I'm going to go on that auction uh, <laughs> to see yes. what you have. You're, <laughs> I'm definitely doing that. And I'll, I'll do the VIP wine tasting. Love that. I oh, love yeah. my wine. So <laughs> we'll Perfect. do that. So please, please, everyone support Dorsen Community Foundation and, uh, Support Doen Community Foundation in any way you can, and mm-hmm. if if you just want to join the conversation as Natasha has uh, mentioned uh there are many things that are you know coming up on the calendar. Just join the conversation and uh, also ask questions if you need that help and support mm-hmm. within your own community. they're just so available and they're also i'm sure receptive to new and innovative uh, ideas that Natasha has already put in place at Dorsen. However, I'm sure she's receptive to other ideas as well. So it's about now partnering around the country, around the world, helping to move forward. Most people think, uh, oh, we're, we're just going mm-hmm. back you know, to the norm. No, it is a new norm. And we start from ground zero. And ground zero is... It, reaching out partnering and mm-hmm. doing as much as you can um right. locally and nationally and globally yep. to help one another so thank you natasha scott and you can <laughs> always uh reach yeah. us in uh uh at well- wellnessinteractive.com and natasha's uh the the podcast is of course on voice america but it's it will be everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. uh after we um you know uh finish this call. You'll be able to uh, awesome. get uh, uh, Natasha's uh, information uh, through the interview also on other right. Well, platforms. thank you for having hey, me,
0: Desiree. It's been welcome. awesome to share. You're welcome. About the organization. So, so
1: reach out, reach out to everyone, reach out to Doris and reach out to com to hear the podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Well, no, I guess you'll listen to us soon. <laughs> See you next week. Okay. <laughs> Take care. Thanks a lot, Natasha. Appreciate of course.
0: it. Of course. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Good luck. Thanks so much for joining us on Wellness Interactive. A step further, please
0: tune in for our next program on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another
1: great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson.